Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers, a statistics in sports podcast. I am your host, Joshua Tracy. And I'm Corwin Heller. And today we're talking about uh, factors which could affect team attendance. Um, it started off as just being strictly a team record versus team attendance conversation, but I pulled up some additional factors which I thought might be interesting to look at, like team age um, and a more obvious one of being population. So I figured we could look at the several mitigating factors which might affect an overall team attendance. I pulled um we pulled the the MLB attendance from the 2018 season and the NFL attendance from the 2018-2019 season since it is officially concluded. Uh, you ready to get started? Yeah, I'm all set. Um, I'm going to be doing very little talking this episode because even though I had the flu two weeks ago, it seems I've gotten yet another deathly sickness and it hurts to talk. So I will be doing so as limited as possible. Yeah, that's fine. You 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 take care of yourself, buddy. At at least we're in the same room for yeah. a change, which is nice. I'm sure all of you who listen listen to our last episode with <laughs> Greg and Caroline, so I'm this sorry. will be much more tame than that one was. That one's probably gonna wake you up. This one's gonna put you to sleep. That one was a loud one. Uh, so you want to start with looking at MLB? Yes. Okay. So last season, uh, the Dodgers ranked first in attendance with about 3.8 million, uh, with a big fall off to second place, which was the Yankees at 3.4 million. And then uh, after that, actually St. Louis, um, also a smaller 3.4 million in attendance. Um, I don't feel the need to go through the whole thing, but I thought it was just an interesting first. And then after that goes the Chicago Cubs with 3.18 million. And those three cities rank in population and pop this population of the metro area so like i didn't just do like the bronx for the yankees or whatever fucking county or town the Dodgers stadium actually is or all of chicago not counting the south side or wherever the fuck the white sox play this is the metro area so it's gonna be the same for the cubs and the white sox and the yankees and the mets how about the dodgers and the angels yes actually i did try to see if they were far enough apart to separate but they are not what about Oakland and San Francisco? Same. Cool. Those were my only questions. Yeah, and and it'll it'll show when it comes up. The also the other outlier is the fact that these I have rankings here, and uh, Toronto is the only one without a ranking since it is not within the U.S. I tried to <laughs> I tried to see if I could just eyeball it, and I think it's fair. Toronto's big as fuck. But anyway, those those three those those first four cities. Um, L.A. for the Dodgers, New York for the Yankees, St. Louis for the Cardinals, and then Chicago for the Cubs. Um, Yankees are the the first, the most populated city in the U.S. The Dodgers are in the second one, uh, Los Angeles. Then number four in attendance, the Cubs is number three in population. And as you can see, Corwin, where do we have the St. Louis Cardinals? What's their population rank? Third. Oh, population rank, 21st. Yeah. I know how to read a chart. 21st. Um, and I think that's one of the interesting things about baseball, which is what instituted me or instigated me in picking out the uh, team age that we also have here. Because some towns that don't have, like, enormous populations are just really fucking loyal. And I think the Cardinals mm-hmm. are kind of the poster child of that conversation. Because if you look at the average age of these teams, um, Dodgers were founded in 1884, Yankees in 1903, St. Louis Cardinals in 1882, and then the Cubs in 1879. Like, these are old fucking teams in addition to them being uh, really... Um, sorry, in, in very uh, populous areas. I don't know why the Giants says 1977. That's not right. Okay, I was going to say, like, I wanted to bring that up about how that's insane, how they're so high yet such a... Yeah, I had to, I had to team, manually but, type some of this in, okay. so that's probably just an accounting error on my part. Um, for all... Honestly, it might be 1877. Let's find out. Uh, 1883. All right. Uh, about halfway through your talk, I realized that I had not yet started recording on Audacity and had a little <laughs> panic attack. Um, I don't have to record, so Dude, I'm happy. 
dropping yesterday's episode was so much easier because I didn't have to wait the fucking 30... No, it's like an hour to like download your audio and then just put it in Audacity. Not even to edit, just to put that shit in Audacity. But anyway, um, so the, the, the Cardinals are a big standout here in terms of actual population size, them being 21st. It's, it's interesting because we have a lot of disparity in attendance numbers for like um, Milwaukee... Okay, Milwaukee ranked 10th in attendance last season, whereas the uh, greater Milwaukee area is 39th in population. Now, that's going to bring us to our win percent, where they were at 589 win percent, which is really fucking good, because as we all know, Milwaukee had a great season last season. Um, and that's that's kind of what I was trying to, to, to figure out here. Um, let's see who finished last in attendance. Oh, what a shock. The Miami Marlins... <laughs> With a, oof, just a, a rough 391 win percent. Um, they didn't break a million fans to come out to that stadium. That's incredible. There has to be minor league teams with better attendance. Than- I think there actually are. Um, I think the Marlins will win out over the course of a season because it's cumulative home season attendance just because the Marlins have a longer season than their mm-hmm. minor league teams or other minor league teams. But, like, fuck, that's bad. Um, whereas the Miami metro area is seventh in the country. Like, it's huge. And they just cannot get people out to that stadium. And that's... Now, granted, they were significantly, like, the worst um, team, at least in the uh, National League. But it's still, like, just startling to see that number be that low. And that's kind of the power of poor performance. All right, hold on. I got to do some math here. But the highest attendance in uh, minor league baseball were the Charlotte Knights, who had 69 games played for, it looks like, 620,000 fans. Now, that's awesome. So that's not quite up to numbers They'd of They'd be on the pace Miami to beat Marlins. the Marlins. Like, if, if they had the 81 home games, that'd be on pace to beat the Marlins. I'm just going to do the math anyway, although yeah, you it. are making very much sense in my head. Uh, they're about 2,000. Oh, they're going to be shy? Uh, they were shy about 1,023 people. That's startling. Which is absolutely nothing. Now, what I'd love to see is I would love to see the percent of um, home team fans versus away team fans that showed up to the home team stadium because I'm willing to bet uh, that makes a big fucking difference i guarantee you not a lot of people are flying to charlotte north carolina to go see a minor league baseball team from buffalo or durham actually durham's actually not that far but like iowa louisville places like that meanwhile miami's a bit of a destination for anyone let alone people wanting to go see a baseball game uh who do you think uh which which and and MLB team do you think has the um is in the, the the least densely populated metro area? The least densely populated. Least densely populated. Ooh, I'm that's great audio right there. I'm gonna go with you do Arizona. It all the time, by I the know, way. I know, I'm sorry. No, um it is not Arizona. Arizona lives in the eleventh largest in the country. Interesting. All right, give me a give me a second chance. Go ahead. Um and stop scrolling through the fucking spreadsheet, you bitch. I'm just looking at, like, team names. I'm not looking at actual, like... Mm-hmm. I'm, look, go fuck yourself. Just pick a fucking Fine, city. Colorado. <laughs> fuck off. Uh, no, uh, Colorado has the 19th largest. It's Cleveland. Really? Actually. Yeah, Cleveland's right, 32nd. Because nobody like, fucking lives lowest. in Cleveland anymore. I actually thought it was going to be Pittsburgh, honestly. Uh, Pittsburgh comes in at 26th. Only one smaller is Cincinnati, 28th. What's that face? I was just picturing the Pittsburgh metro area in my head, just to try and think of it. Oh, sorry, no, Milwaukee is the smallest at 39th. I missed Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah, they're the smallest, um, which makes a lot of sense. Um, so let's go over to the NFL. Who do you think ranked first in attendance last season? In the NFL? Yeah. Dallas. It, of course. I mean, far and away. Who do you think was number two? I'm not even on the spreadsheet, so I'm just thinking out, not out loud, but in my head. Um, I I think it's going to surprisingly not be New York. 
Um, I'm going to go with New England. The Jets. Really? Not even the Giants. The Jets. Huh. Yeah, with 623,856 uh, fans for their home games. Yeah, the fucking Jets. The 4-12 and 12 New York Jets. Well, New England was a bad guess. They're all the way down at 18. I have to assume it's just because those tickets are expensive as fuck. Yeah, it probably also has to do with like size of stadium, too. No, I doubt. Oh, no. Well, no, because Gillette's pretty big, isn't it? Uh, let's find out. But again, I think this is a good point for that. I bet away team attendance helped a lot for the Jets. Mm. You know, I'm willing to bet because we are a bad team. Tickets are cheap. If you're uh, uh, an out-of-town fan living in New York, it's a great opportunity for you to go see your team because when else are you going to see the Packers playing in uh, New York? Because if no, Lord knows if the Packers play the Giants, that ticket, the cheap, cheapest ticket you're looking at is $100, whereas I almost went to the Packers Jets game because it was like nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it helps a lot. And like just for like the Patriots and Jesus Christ, just for the Patriots specifically, who wants to fly to Boston to go see one of those games? Uh, yeah, and technically it's in Foxborough, so even if you flew out to Boston, you'd still have to drive over to Foxborough. Exactly, it's, yeah. it's relatively inconvenient. Whereas, granted, East Rutherford isn't exactly a convenient location to get to either, but... Uh, they have a small stadium. Really? It's only 66,000. Really? Yeah. Well, how big's Lambeau? Because the, the Packers are number three on this um, on this list. Now, granted, I'm sure Lambeau sells out every, every single, single game, game. Yeah. but uh, it'd still be an interesting... Because that, that stadium's old as fuck. I know it's not the smallest because I'm pretty sure Soldier Field's the smallest. I think Soldier Field's like just over fifty thousand or so. Let's see, Lambo is eighty thousand. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Eighty-one four four one. So I'm gonna look up Soldier Field. While you're doing that, um, the top three here. Was uh, the Cowboys, the Jets, the Packers, um, and the Giants. So we have our two New York teams, uh, the Texas team, which is fucking huge, and then Green Bay, which is such an anomaly. Like, dude, it's such an anomaly with all these other numbers outside of, like, age of team. Because where do you think that their population ranks in the U.S., the Green Bay metro area? Like, just give me a random ass guess. Uh, twenty-seven. All right, so Milwaukee was thirty-ninth. <laughs> Jesus fuck. You uh, think Green Bay's bigger than Milwaukee? Sixty-eight. One hundred and fifty-seven. Fucking Christ Almighty. Yeah, like it's so. I mean, so they're only a there. town because they built their stadium there, essentially. Oh, pretty much. Now, this was interesting. This one I did not expect. New Orleans. Where do you think they are, rank-wise, for um? Most populated metro area. Pre or post Katrina. Dude, like right now. <laughs> I guess. Uh, 35. 49th. Okay. Like I, or sorry, 46. I misread. Like I, I don't know why I thought that they would be like, I know New Orleans, I guess, really just constitutes Bourbon Street and then like the surrounding, immediate surrounding city and then like the immediate surrounding suburbs. But I kind of pictured it as being... Not like Chicago sized, but like that's kind of a town. I don't know why. I thought it would be like in the top twenty, and it's very much so outside of it. Understandable. I mean, if you think about it, they can't really expand too far outwards because of the swamps and the uh, I almost said Everglades. That's definitely not correct. <laughs> and there's only so much they could build up with the kind of soil that they have down there. So now the, there's one there's one more city in between. This is now just a geography podcast. <laughs> I'm all there, there's for it. one city in between population wise, New Orleans and Green Bay. Uh, if you had to guess, Jacksonville, Buffalo, Jacksonville actually isn't that fucking bad. I thought it, it, Jacksonville is more popular than New Orleans. Hmm. Yeah, well, Jacksonville. I mean, obviously, I mean, we just answered yeah, well, that question. Yeah, we, yeah, we did. I mean, barely. Uh, Jacksonville's fortieth on the list of most populated metro areas in the U.S. with one point five million people. New Orleans has one point two seven five million people, and Buffalo has one point one three six, which is just still so many miles ahead of the Packers' three hundred and twenty thousand. Oh my God, it's just fucking nothing. 
yeah, no, but these these teams uh, attendance wise fared very differently. So Green Bay finished third, as I said. Uh, Buffalo, which is the second least populated metro area, finished twenty first, uh, which is not helped by their team's three seventy five win percent. It's not good. It's very cold there, um, and no one lives there. It's just a good recipe for your team not showing or your fans not showing up for the team. New Orleans, on the other hand, finished eighth in attendance, um, which is helped by their eight thirteen uh, win percent. So if you had to, let's sort win percent and just see who finishes up top. So the most winningest, or the two winningest teams, I should say, um, in the NFL last season were the Rams and the Saints. They finished with both with 813 win percents, and they both finished in the top 10 for attendance. Uh, they both finished, they, they were 10th for Los Angeles, which I, I actually expected them to be lower on the list. I really expected Los Angeles to be lower just because no one, that would have been a talking point forever, no one goes to that stadium. Uh, but the Rams showed up, man. Um, at least their fans did. And New Orleans, I think, is, has a reputation for their fans showing up. So What's wild to me is the difference between the two Los Angeles franchises. Well, the Chargers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the Chargers finished with a 751%. They were tied with two other teams. They were tied with the Bears and the Chiefs. So the, the, the Chiefs. Arrowhead supposedly a great stadium atmosphere. I'm going mm-hmm. to Kansas City in a few months, and it won't be football season, but I still want to try to see if there's a tour because Arrowhead's got history. They finished sixth in attendance, seven fifty one percent. They finished sixth in attendance. That makes all the sense in the world. Now the Bears also had seven fifty one percent, and they had finished twenty sixth in attendance, which I don't understand. With the stadium oh, capacity of sixty one fifty. That no, you're right. Not sixty-one fifty, sixty-one thousand five hundred. I know what you meant, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Numbers. Th- that makes that I forgot about that. You, that was a good point you brought up. Um, so maybe that does make more sense. It has to, yeah. So there, and then Chicago or uh, Los Angeles, the Chargers, they're seven fifty-one percent finished dead fucking last, dead fucking last. Like the Bears, who finished twenty-six, as I said, they had a a touch over a million fans over the course of the season come out to see their games. The Chargers, who live, not live, but they they play in Los Angeles, pulled a little over 800,000. Like, it's really fucking crazy. The, all right, so here's the deal. The stadium that they played in last year, listed on Wikipedia, is the Dignity Health Sports Park, or the StubHub Center, uh, formerly, uh, has a capacity of, I just want you to guess, Oh, the StubHub Center? Wasn't it something stupid small, like 26,000? 27. Yeah. That might explain why they were last in attendance. Even then, though. Yeah, that's such a fucking small. Even then? Dude, like A&M plays. 27,000 people max per game. But didn't they? I think, I, I, think, I think they even had sections covered up, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking bad. Oh, man. But there's no recovering from that. No. So, like, if you... If they sold out every single game, well, now that just doesn't make any goddamn sense, now does it? What? If they sold out every single game, they would have had a maximum attendance of 216,000, eight home games, Mm -hmm. but their actual home attendance was 262,000. No, that actually... um Standing room tickets. Hmm. I actually, it's funny. I learned this while on my tour of Dodger Stadium. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, because they said, like, there, um, there's fifty six thousand. I think they said there's fifty six thousand seats in Dodger Stadium, like actual seats. But during the playoffs, it was either that there was more capacity during the playoffs, or fifty six thousand was the number of bodies you were allowed to fit in the stadium including standing room it was something like that like the number varies like the number of seats doesn't always equate to how many people showed up to the game and actually in fact never equates to how many people show up to the game so it's probably just something along those lines fair enough especially because standing room section seats are becoming much more popular as uh teams actually create areas for standing room tickets to be relevant like uh from what i understand the place at the yankees uh, yankee stadium where the standing room seats are in effect is actually pretty nice i've considered it um, Philly's stadium, uh, I am 
completely blanking on the name of their stadium. Citizens Bank. Citizens Bank, right. They actually have a pretty nice area for uh, standing room only. Yeah, I've really been thinking because those tickets are nothing. They're like 15 bucks like, mm-hmm. year round. Like nothing. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. All right. So the oldest teams, the MLB, um, let's go with the top five here. We got the Atlanta Braves, the Chicago Cubs, the St. Louis Cardinals, the Pittsburgh uh, – I was about to say Steelers. <laughs> hey, yo. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, they finished, attendance-wise, 11th, 4th, 3rd, 28th, and 24th. So what I was trying to see here is does attend, does the age of this team's franchise affect attendance that much? Now, there's a caveat here where Atlanta did not start in Atlanta – its second city isn't even Atlanta. Atlanta is the third city this franchise has been in, uh, starting in. Absolutely no idea. Boston, then moving to Boston Braves. Okay, that makes sense now. Again, I don't know. Milwaukee. Okay. And then going to uh, to uh, Atlanta. So when was that? When did they go to Atlanta? I want to say that was the '60s. Quite a bit before I was alive. Yeah, no, it's not recent, like, at all. I also don't know when it moved, but they did. Uh, anyway, so their age has a little caveat on it because you could go by their age to Braves fans, particularly, like, Atlanta Braves fans in particular, but I thought I'd keep the true age. I So I think this, this has a caveat for Atlanta. This also has a weird caveat with Pittsburgh and Cincinnati because they were really bad last season. Also, Pittsburgh, I would say, has another caveat, just because they became a team in 1882 and ceased being a you know actual MLB franchise sometime in the 70s. Anyway, um, so I mean, looking just looking just eyeballing these rankings of of team age uh, and, and then its corresponding attendance, do you feel as though there's much of a correlation here? Um, I really don't. Um, I feel like Chicago has been such a Cub city for so long that it's hard to argue that it's solely just because they've been around for so long. Um, and St. Louis is such a just beyond a baseball city for so long. I would put them in the same boat as Chicago. Like Chicago and St. Louis are just at their hearts baseball cities. Mm-hmm. I don't think that has something to do with them being, you know, 10 or so, 15, 20 years older than other teams. I do think, though, that if they got good... Um, so, sorry, let's transition to the bad teams, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, that's also in the top five mm-hmm. in terms of oldest. I think that those... Pittsburgh less so. I think Pittsburgh's much more of a football city, but you would know better than me. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, so let's just talk about Cincinnati. I think an old team with a rich baseball history like Cincinnati, it being the first major league franchise the first professional team i think if that they got like if this season they actually perform well enough that they like are creeping near a 500 record i think that they could have huge waves in attendance oh i absolutely agree uh yeah because it it, it's still there at its core i i think that a team's history in a city is very valuable to its turnout. But I also don't blame, I don't think you can ever blame fans when if your team sucks and if they've sucked for as long as the Reds have sucked, which has been six years now of not even being like in contention for anything. What are you coming out to the, the ballpark for other than a nice Joey outing Votto. and Jen, Joey Votto and the offhand chance Homer Bailey is going to throw a complete game. Nobody hopes for that anymore. Well, now I guess the Kansas City people do. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh especially, like just speaking from my own experience, you're competing with two of the most successful franchises in their respective sports. I don't know how the Pirates are ever going to be able to build their attendance up past, you know, the basement. I mean, they're not willing to put together a effective team they're not going to be able to steal attendance from those other two sports. The only thing they have going for them is Pittsburgh in the summer doesn't have much going on. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it, just, it's, it could just be the fact that that is the only sport running in the summer, which I think helps most baseball teams. Oh, absolutely. 
So what about, let's look at, pop, do you see any real correlation here between MLB's uh, population and their turnout? Because you think this would be one of the biggest factors. You know, you'd think like, ah, even if my team sucks, like we live in the most densely populated area, like it should, or um, one of the more, one of the most populous cities, like it, this should correlate to even if we suck, people going out to the games. So just from an eyeballs perspective, what do you, what do you see with this? I am just hold on. I am struggling to sort this by rank, just because apparently that's not. Yeah, because it you fucking goes by alphabetical. So yeah, yeah I, I did that too. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. I mean. No. I, no. Yeah. So if you go over to the charts tab. Um, yeah. Uh, the first one is actually what we what I just mentioned: population versus. Now there is a a really steep trend line going upwards so it shows that that is very much so the case but you look at this weird fucking zigzaggy ass graph and without that trend line i really wouldn't think this tells you anything what the fuck did you create here um wow that is completely just Not unintelligible yeah, yeah. It, i mean literally without that trend line i, I genuinely I, don't know what i'm looking at uh, team attendance is on the bottom, so the farther right you go, the more um, attendance your team had over the course of a season. And population is over here on the left axis, so the higher you go, the more populous your um, team's region was. Like, like every time... Because you would think, at, at the, the core of the idea, that as, a, as, a, as an area's population increased, the number of people going to games would gently increase as well. So you'd imagine... a. Uh, slightly sloping upward to the right graph in some degree, you know? Because um, even, like, a really good team in a really small town, I'm assuming that they would build that baseball stadium accordingly so it wouldn't be able to, like, how Soldier Field is built, but for a town that actually f would make more sense to have a small stadium. Um, and it, it's not, it's so fucking back and forth. You know, you have this huge jump back at around the 10 million mark and then just cuts all the way back over um, in attendance. It's just nothing looks like anything. I just want to remind you that this is a audio podcast. And to our listeners, if you're trying to picture what this graph looks like... Go to the show notes, which are published with the show. Also true. But for those of you who don't listen at home in front of a laptop, um, imagine what a polygraph reading looks like. And that is essentially what this graph looks like as well. So I then try to make a graph for MLB attendance versus win percent, which is on your thing. So looking at this graph, it's total attendance plotted against the 2018 win percentage. And while there is an upward sloping trend line, again, this is, it's not a very strong uh, correlation. It is... There's a lot of yeah. fluctuation, especially at the bottom. I mean, you have huge, huge standard deviations if you just took like the, the bottom half of this 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 chart. I mean, like it, it's a massive swing as your um, attendance goes as you go farther to the right of the graph. It does seem to steady out marginally better, or at least it seems less volatile. But I mean, the 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 left half of this graph is all over the place. It is. Remarkable. So, I guess both of these do show decent trends, although I'd find it hard to draw any kind of conclusion out from this. So, let's look at the NFL. I don't have graphs. Oh, what's up? So, are we just ignoring this third graph? Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say, I was looking at this earlier, like when you first sent it to me, and I don't know what it's... I wanted to find some kind of way that I could look at the main factors that I thought, but the problem was with the way... I, I couldn't get the sorting right on it so that I could never get a good bottom axis going in an actual direction. and I It just, it, it's fine. Okay. So let's look over at the NFL and just have a, a relatively similar discussion. So the oldest teams in the NFL, I'll do the five oldest as well. We have the Chicago Bears, founded in 1920. The Cardinals, also in 1920. Uh, the Packers in 21. And the Giants... Uh, sorry, the Giants 25 and the Lions in 1930. These teams in um, 
attendance last season finished in order 26th, 25th, 3rd, 4th, and 24th. Um, what do you think of that? I mean, we can't really put too much weight in Chicago at number one right. just because Big of the caveat. size of the stadium. Yeah. Arizona and Detroit were both dumpster fires. Meanwhile, you know, Green Bay and New York underperformed, yet still performed admirably based off of... I don't think we could put any weight in age of franchise outside no. of Green Bay. Honestly, expect, yeah, with Green Bay being the, the, the biggest exception, I really don't think... So when you look at baseball reference or pro football reference, they have a page devoted just to... Um, team lineage, and it's like all the teams in the league, and it just shows you like, um, Bra- Atlanta Braves, and it'll say you know founded in eighteen seventy whenever, and then underneath that it'll say like Boston Braves from whatever what to whatever, Milwaukee Braves from whatever to whatever, you know, and if you look at the baseball one, there's not a ton of movement. Like there's movement, you know, like the. Washington Senators became the Twins and the Montreal Expos became the Washington Nationals and like stuff like that but the NFL oh my god like it's fucking everywhere Pittsburgh Steelers became the Philadelphia Steagles first season uh yeah really early I thought it was I thought it was later than it was but it was um very early in the the franchise of the Eagles because I thought the yeah. Eagles were older than they were yeah because I think it was only like a few years after the Eagles were um founded yeah it was uh 44 45 because of uh the war yeah but like you so you see i think it's relatively fair to say a team's history with a city has an impact in baseball um st louis being an obvious one i think the yankees have a really strong one i think the red sox have a really strong one um i even think like some teams that have moved like the giants have a really strong one and and the Athletics have a really strong one because they represent relatively more niche areas. But with football, I mean, teams move fucking constantly. I mean, in the last three years, we've had three teams move. The Rams the, moved. The, the Chargers, Chargers moved. Oakland's oh, moving. Oh, yeah, Oakland. That was the third one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's cr- the last MLB move was in 2007 when the Expos became the, the Nationals. And a move before that. Was that really only in two thousand seven? Yeah, and I think and I think the last move before that was in like the eighties or the seventies or some shit. I think it was when the Senators became the Twins. I think, like it was like a long fucking time ago. Um, so like the the shit just doesn't happen often. So I mean, you you keep going down this list like uh, the Redskins finished twenty seventh in attendance. That makes more sense. So the Redskins finished twenty seventh um, in attendance. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers finished 23rd, which is still weird. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eagles finished 13th. The Rams founded in 37, finished in, in, in 10th. Uh, the Browns founded in 46, finished in, in 19th. Like, uh, nothing, none of this seems to matter, like, at all. Which I, I guess isn't surprising after, you know, you mentioned the moving history and, and the fact that nothing's kind of in, in one spot in, mm-hmm. in the NFL for any given stretch of time. I still thought it was kind of odd. I think ticket prices play a huge part in that's really fair NFL compared to uh, probably more so than the MLB, just because prices are so much higher for football games than they are for baseball. I mean, the cost to go to a Steelers game last year probably would have cost you sixty, seventy bucks. Not to mention, you know, everything in involved in actually going there it's it's a lot especially with all the shit that's been going on with the nfl and the media and all that garbage yeah and it's also crazy how, how much the the number of games affects things too which is built into the price but i mean you look at miami's really really bad the marlins are sick, really really bad i mean literally worse in the league by so much eight hundred and eleven thousand. um let's see where that would put them if they were an NFL team, which I know you can't do, but lick my balls, um, it'd have them give them more attendance than the Chargers. So, while still not good, they'd still be a bottom five team. They'd have the Miami Marlins, the bad, bad, 
bad Miami Marlins had more people over the course of a season go out to watch them play baseball or try than the Chargers had go out to watch them be very, very good at football. In over 10 times as many games. Yeah, I know, but still. (laughs) So something I just thought of that also probably affects this in a major way. Yeah. When does the NFL season take place? In the winter. That's not nearly as much fun to go to as, you know, midsummer when kids are out of school and you can make it a family event to go see a baseball game and how many kids are in school on sundays there bud lick my nuts sunday school bitch catholics are wrong christianity bitches it's the worst jesus died Uh, one of the other things i pulled for the nfl as well as the mlb since we're on the nfl we can just keep it here is the team's all-time win percentage let's let's see how this affects the how historically good your team was um it's in uh, column g for all time so the most Winning franchise in the NFL is the Dallas Cowboys at 574. I and they also finished first in attendance last year. I think it wouldn't have fucking mattered, honestly, with the Cowboys. No. Yeah, I really don't think. I mean, granted that plays into effect. That's how they got the moniker America's Team. Right. right. Uh, but at this point in time, I just don't think nope. it would have mattered. No. Not at all. Uh, second on that is the Chicago Bears, who we've talked about as a big caveat with the size of the stadium. Mm -hmm. Third on the list, Green Bay. Where did they finish in attendance last season? Third. Seems all is right. Then the New England Patriots, um, who we mentioned finished oddly at 18th, although uh, Gillette Stadium is on the smaller side for a modern-day NFL stadium. And then fifth on that list is the Miami Dolphins, who finished 20th, just two places below the New England Patriots, although I have no idea how big... Hard Rock Cafe Stadium is, or whatever the fuck they call it. I think it's pretty sizable. I thought it was, too. I thought that was, because that's relatively new, isn't it? Uh, they actually are building a new stadium. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that actually Hard Rock Stadium? Yeah. Maybe they just uh, expanded it. Uh, no, that's the old one. Uh, capacity of 65,000. All right, so that's kind of on the smaller side for a modern-day mm-hmm. NFL stadium, too. Yep. Uh, yeah, and you go down this list, uh, it, 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 it weirdly gets better in the kind of middle ones. You know, you, you got uh, the Niners have a 5,400, uh, or sorry, 540 all-time win percent. They finished 14th in attendance last season. The Giants have a 537. They finished 4th. The Broncos have a 535. They finished fifth. Um, but this also seems to... I mean, what do you think of this, just just to, in, in general? I think it actually does have more of a connection than others, but I don't think it's still a very strong connection. I What, what would you think if you tied this and population size together? I think if you... Because, like, the Jets, who who are um, very low <laughs> on the all-time win percent um, leaderboard here, they come in at 27th uh, with a f- 450 win percent all-time, still finished second in attendance last season, but that's because they represent the New York metro area. I think the big thing is you would also have to connect stadium size. I think it's metro area stadium size and all-time success well, as like the three yeah. biggest let's look at the um let's look at the 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 lowest attended um football stadiums last season and let's just see if any of them are notably small so like we said the chargers are a notably small stadium last season uh maximum capacity of way more 000. than notably like that's like wow. unbelievably small i'm pretty sure red bull arena is like that size there are texas high school stadiums larger than that a&m plays in uh fucking the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Like, yeah, no, it's not big. Um second to last year was the Cincinnati Bengals. Is their stadium small? Uh I know nothing I'm, about Cincinnati up. as a city yeah, never been there. that doesn't involve the red legs. So Cincinnati Bengals, Paul Brown Stadium has Wouldn't a, it be easier just to pull up like a ranked list of all the stadium sizes so you don't have to keep Googling each individual stadium? Yes, it would. So why don't you just do that? Bitch. 65,000. What's like an average size then? Are, are we just warped in size 
from I think I may just be um what's the term just like bias for college football stadiums especially in the Big 10 mm. cuz like Beaver Stadium at Penn State is 110,000 Michigan Stadium is 110,000 I mean MetLife um, is I think 105 This is a very easy list to read from Fuck um there's yeah i mean i would say the average is probably around 70,000 all right so the, the 70 71 yeah so then they're a little bit smaller than average uh, but that could just be because cincinnati has a had a bad record last season at 375 they have an all-time record of 456 and they live in the 28th most populous um area in the country so they really have nothing going for them to drop people out to that stadium they're not especially old uh being founded in 1968 i mean what do you think of that set of that set of factors there i think i think those three things is relatively four things i know how to count is relatively let's pick pick a team just for any reason any team any team uh jacksonville jaguars all right so jacksonville they are historically bad they were bad last season, and they are located in a relatively small place. So I'm going to say they didn't finish with a lot of attendance last season. Let's find out. Jacksonville Jaguars, founded in 1995. Uh, they had a win percent last season of 313. They have an all-time win percent of 443, the 40th most po- um, populous area in the country. And they finished middle of the road. 15th. I mean, their stadium... Fits seventy thousand right there at the middle of the pack. Um, yeah, I mean they have one team very city. devoted, one team city, very devoted fans. Much higher expectations after last or two years ago. Um, yeah, I mean. Right, now I'm gonna I'm gonna make you guess high, low, or middle. Minnesota okay. Vikings. Going through For our attendance? four factors. Yeah. High. Okay, let's see. They, they have, have a new large stadium. Again, they're not a relatively large metro area with the Twin Cities. Yeah. Um, Actually, way bigger than I thought it was going to be. I thought they'd be much lower on the list. They were pretty high. Well, you know, two cities. Yeah, I see. I didn't factor <laughs> that into my guess at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, relatively good success lately. And historic. They're yeah, historically success. pretty I mean, decent. Four yeah. Super Bowls they lost. <laughs> uh the purple people eaters yeah i would say they're i would argue that they were top 10 last year I, honestly i think that's a really good take let's find out they were not top 10 in, in attendance last season they're actually Yikes. very middle of the road although let me ask you this what do you think about a team that was hyped up at the beginning and then clearly showed no signs of life like would you rather as a fan go into a season being like, my team's bad, I'm going to go to these games anyway, I'm there just to watch my team live. Or, like, if your team were supposed to be good and you got hyped up and then they just ate shit like the Vikings did, would that kill your drive to go out to see the games? I think that when I go to a game, I have to plan it so far in advance that I buy tickets probably before the season starts or with an idea that I will buy tickets for this game in the future. So I think the hype going into the season plays more of a factor than actually going or actually like underperforming and not wanting to go later on. I think like week like 15, 16, 17, anytime like after Thanksgiving would be the only time where it comes down to yeah, screw it. Like, if it's a good game, we'll go. Otherwise, screw it. And you know what? That's actually a good point because those three weeks are probably the um, could could very well be the the breakers, mm-hmm. like for whether it goes one way or the other. Because if you're in contention or shooting for contention, you're probably going to be like, "Fuck!" Like, we have a chance of clinching a playoff berth in week fifteen. Go to the stadium, or if you're so far out of it, it doesn't matter. You might just be like, "Fuck it, let's stay warm in my house and watch this on the TV." Um, it's hard for me to say because I've only experienced Jets football, which is not good. <laughs> <laughs> like I have only purchased tickets for myself 
when I've been at an age where the Jets haven't been remotely close to winning, to contending. Their last playoff berth was nine years ago. I started buying tickets for myself for games like five or six. Like, I I don't know what that's like. And so. as a Steelers fan, I live five and a half hours away, so I'm not seeing a cheap ticket price on StubHub and like, oh, let's go to a game this weekend. Like, that shit gets planned in like June. Yeah. So I I could see it though. Like, uh, and and that's the thing. Like, Jacksonville's probably a similar story because they were hyped up as fuck coming into the season, mm-hmm. and then they fell apart, and they finished. Let's let's try to guess again. Um, give me another sitting. Let's see. Cleveland. I'm going to say pretty middle of the pack. Okay. I'm going to say middle of the pack because they had zero hype coming into the season. Well, I mean, uh, I had pretty well, good hype. You know what? Let me. Let me I was going to say. Let me amend that. They came off a terrible season, despite the fact that they get hyped up every offseason. There's a lot of hype, but honest to god, expectations were probably very, very low. Very low. Yeah. Um, because of their recent inability to win football games, but they're historically good team. I'm going to say they're pretty middle of. The, I'm going to say they're pretty damn near 500 um, all time. Small ass metro area, but they love football there. So I'm going to say somewhere between um, like, like somewhere around 15, like somewhere really middle of the pack. 19th. 19th. Okay, so a little bit mm-hmm. below. Not far off though. Where are you at, Cleveland? Yeah, so they were founded in 1968. Um, oh. They, huh? Oh, that's the Bengals. That's the Bengals. <laughs> I fucked up. Uh, so they were founded in 1946. Um, they have a all-time win percent of 511. Um, they have the 32nd ranked population in the country. Uh, they had a 469 win percent last year, which for them is phenomenal. Since last year, it was 0.000. Seeing the uh, 5.11 win percentage all time is always hysterical with how bad they've been since they've been rebirthed. Yeah, since they went from since the team moved to Baltimore and they uh, no moved to Indianapolis. Yeah, uh, no, they moved no. to Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Oh no, the Baltimore Colts became. The Indianapolis Colts. Colts. And then the Cleveland Browns became the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, there it is. God, those three cities just need to fuck already. <laughs> Essentially. Oh, God, imagine that dirty three-way. Oh, God, no one no, who, no one wants to see a three-way involving the city of Cleveland. Um, all right, so you know what? Let's jump over to the MLB, and then we could probably wrap things up from there. Yeah. So, all-time win percent. Who do you think has the all-time win percent there, Corwin? Give me a wild In guess. MLB. Yeah. Oh boy, oh, I wonder. It it's the Yankees, yeah, you fucking punk ass bitch. So fucking much. It's great. So let's read off the top five here in all time. We have the Yankees. Uh, we have the, the San Francisco Giants, the Los Angeles Dodgers, um, the St. Louis Cardinals, and the Boston Red Sox. Their all time win percents are 569, 536, 527, 520, and 519. I said those quick because they don't matter that much right now. Where did they finish? Um, in the standings last season, Corbin? Second, fifth, first, third, and ninth. That's pretty good. Yeah, and if you go one further, uh, Chicago, all-time win percent of 513. The Cubs, I should specify those two teams in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, 513, all-time win percent, and they finished last season in fourth for attendance. Yeah, and, and I, I th- mean, if you look even further, of the top six teams, also including the Chicago Cubs, only one of them doesn't finish in the top 15. Which is St. Louis? Oh, you mean for a ten for a uh, for population? population? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think this is going to tie in to the conversation we had previously about how you can't predict the NFL based on team age, but you probably can with the MLB. This probably ties into that pretty handily because having a history in a city and being successful in that history in that city is going to make people want to come out to see your team. Like you're going to have more fond memories of the Cubs than you will have fond memories of the White Sox. Outside of 2005, I want to give a shout-out to 2005, one of the best postseason runs of all time by the Chicago White Sox. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's how you build fandom. I also kind of want to point out, it also might be the way that the love of these sports is passed down. Like, as a kid, you could see football on TV every Sunday because everyone watches it, and it's such an exciting sport, you know, with all the violence and the contact. It's something you get into because of what's on the field every Sunday. 
Baseball, I feel like, is something that's more passed down. It's very regional. You're right, because like you can see. I mean, how many how many non let's stick with our market. And even though I know you're a Steelers fan, let's just stick with the Jets, Giants, and Eagles. Mm-hmm. How many non Jets, Giants, and Eagles games? You know, just games where those three teams were not playing. Did you watch last season? Um, zero. Like it. Like you, you didn't watch those teams. I mean. Or you only watch games with those teams? I only, like, if I was still living at home with TV on cable, those would be the only teams I could watch. Oh, so, so you would you never watch out-of-market teams play? Well, I mean, not legally. But would you I, just want to... Outside of the Steelers, like, if I wasn't a Steelers fan, I would only watch, you know, those three. Oh, because what I was saying was, I know a lot of people who are fans of outside teams because they see them on TV, because you get... Uh, every Sunday night, they're showing two different teams. Every Sunday uh, night is yeah. not, my, okay. not my local team. No, you're right. Every For Thursday sure. night is a primetime matchup. Every I'm, Monday night is a primetime matchup. There never are teams. I mean, there's going to be one Thursday night Jets game. There's going to be a primetime Giants game that could be flexed into a brighter spot. And same thing with the Eagles. But like they're by and large, they're not going to be my teams. You are 100% right. I was just thinking like I was say, narrowly, I, super narrowly focused just because... like. Yeah, you can I was the fuck out of really that. just think about like the Sunday one o'clock time slot. It's only ever one of those teams, and it drives me nuts. Yeah, but well, no, you are completely right. Whereas if you're watching baseball now, yes, there's Sunday night baseball. There's um, ESPN. They did Wednesday night baseball, but I think they're not doing Thursday night baseball, or that's NBC or some shit. But for the most part, if you turn on a locally broadcast baseball game, it's going to be one of the teams in your area. Mm-hmm. If you are lucky enough to have multiple, um, it's not going to be a big. And even if it was a big national game, it takes so much time and energy mm-hmm. to follow your team in particular. You're probably not going to give a shit. Like, if I'm really in the mood for a game and the Yankees either aren't on or already played and won, because if they lost, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I'll watch a Cubs Brewers game for the fuck of it, but like. I wouldn't do that if the Yankees were also on or, you know, if I wasn't just in the mood. Whereas on a Sunday night or a Thursday night or a Monday night, I'll watch a football game. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing else going on really that those times. It doesn't matter. It's not my team. It's football. You're craving football. You only get – your team only plays once a week. When else are you going to do it? Like, just using my father as an example, just because he's a much more typical – middle-aged yeah typical fan than i am do you know how hard it would be to be able to get him to watch a a, like a baseball game that wasn't the yankees or the mets it'd be impossible i literally can't even picture it honestly no like there's no way you could get him to watch that he just doesn't care tom was over yeah maybe yeah and tom would be the one forcing him to watch that game i i know yeah yeah, I mean, I I I couldn't put a, a non-Yankees game, even a Mets game. My dad wouldn't give it two two shits about. He does not care. I don't well, blame him. My dad grew up with a guy who pitched for the Mets, so that's the only reason he watches them. Who? Tom O'Malley. Oh, I don't know who that is. Um, he is now the pitching coach for the Hanshin Tigers. Oh, that's or actually, cool. I think he's a scout. I don't know. He's worked for them for a while. That's really cool, though. Let's see real quick. Who? Just because I'm curious, and then we'll then we'll, then we'll close up. The worst win percents and where they finished in the standings last season for baseball. So our bottom five, in order of worst to slightly better, the San Diego Padres, who are historically a very bad franchise, um, 461. Real quick, the San Diego Padres have been around for 50 years now. Mm-hmm. Yes, this, is, this year is the 50th anniversary. How many playoff berths do they have? Eight. Five. Jesus, fuck. Five. I lowballed the fuck out of that answer, too. One World Series berth. One win? No wins. That's, was, just the, that's the Marlins, right? It was, uh, no, the Marlins that's is two, two wins, yeah. but they've won every appearance they've been in. Yeah. Uh, the San Diego Padres' only World Series appearance was a 4 to nothing sweep in 1996, the start of the Yankees dynasty. Like, really fuck crushing you. way to get it going. Like, yeah. Uh, so the San Diego Padres... 461 all-time. The Miami Marlins, 467. The Tampa Bay Rays, 468. And the uh, sorry, the Philadelphia Phillies. And then the Colorado... I was about to say Avalanche. The Colorado Rockies, 
473 win percent. Where did they finish in the standings last year? In the same order I just read them, 17th, 30th, 29th, 18th, and then 7th for the Rockies. Anything surprise you about this? Um, No. Yeah, I, I'm not really surprised either. I mean, San Diego, now San Diego's a one-sport a team since the Chargers moved out. So um, they're well populous, but their team's historically bad. And um, But their seven, future's oh so bright. Yeah, I'm expecting this to go up a ton next season, even if they don't end up winning that many more games just because they have star power now with Manny Machado. Um, but 17th is actually pretty fair, i got to say. Uh, Miami finishing 30th, we've talked about. The Rays finishing 29th isn't a shock. Um, they play in Tampa, which is the 18th most populous region in the country, so it's not, like, huge. Uh, they don't even play in Tampa. They play in St. Petersburg in an exceedingly inconvenient stadium to get to. And a very, very subpar stadium at that. It is like universally regarded as being not a great ballpark. So all those factors together seem pretty indicative of the fact that their team does not have good attendance. And uh, they don't. Uh, the Phillies finishing at 18th is a little bit of a surprise, but they also really fell apart at the end of the season. So I'm willing to bet we could extrapolate our NFL conversation to this mm-hmm. right here. And the Rockies not being good. Uh, doesn't seem to factor in because they were very good last season, and I feel like Colorado could really dig on baseball. Um, I don't know where their historical attendance is, but um, there it's, it's it's an offense-first ballpark with how gigantic it is, setting aside the fact it's at such an elevation. It's also a pretty beautiful stadium. It is, and, and, I, and it's huge from my understanding in terms of seating as well. So I, I'm really not surprised at the fact that uh, they finished seventh, despite the fact that their team historically isn't very good. Um, so I, I, th- I think this uh, we, we can make better judgments based off of these metrics with baseball, but I, I, I do think it still is relatively interesting in terms of a conversation with football. And I cannot stress how surprised I am that the Jets finished second in attendance last season. <laughs> I really am shocked. Well, I mean, our tickets there are, are the New York Jets. And our tickets are cheap. Also true. Yeah. That's why I went to one. Yeah, 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 yeah. We went to a preseason game this year. Jets-Falcons. Hell yeah. Yeah. What a great game. That was super fun. We had great seats. Anyway, <laughs> um, any final conclusions you want to mention before uh, we wrap this up? Yeah, my father lied to me for years. Tom O'Malley's a third baseman, and my dad's been calling him a pitcher for like, 21 years your dad just like clearly like loosely knew him and like knew he played baseball and just fucking they graduated high school together oh really they were friends in like growing up oh your dad definitely should have known this then (sighs) whatever my dad's i was trying to give losing it doubt no (laughs) whatever uh yeah i don't really have anything else i want to do this just because i i I had the the thirst for knowledge and i wanted to quench it on the radio (laughs) so we are not on the radio i mean this is kind of radio it's two people talking. Yeah, and they're listening. Hostage. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not after playing. that Greg episode. God, that was a mess. A fun mess, but so a mess. Much fun. I'm glad our regular show is. I actually feel like low energy right now compared to, because we just recorded this for reference uh, yesterday. I, I really feel like such a huge difference in how amped up I am because I am my normal level of excitement as compared to last night trying to corral Greg. Maybe I just got you sick. No, I feel healthy. And I, have a, I have a functioning immune system. I definitely do not. Yeah. No, I don't really have anything else to say about this either. I think the demographics of baseball and football is interesting. Um, I, I, I would thought maybe we could have, look at these cities and think about um, if you had to add a team where would it go based on metro area but since there was other factors at play that we talked about such as history of the team in a city uh teams winning percentage whether in that city or all time it just didn't seem like a really relevant discussion at least for this but maybe we can talk about it in a monday episode sometime in the future but i don't have anything else yep that's all for me all right if you want to follow us on twitter you can do so at juicing pod juicing pod if you want to reach us via email you can do so at juicing the numbers at gmail.com and if you want to check out the show notes for this episode or previous episodes you can check out uh that at juicing the slash website and just as a heads up i always put in a link to a google drive that has all of the spreadsheets from 
every previous episode in it. If you want to play around with these, follow along and play with the data on your own. So that's that. Y'all have a good night and uh, or a good day. I don't fucking care. Yeah, we'll get to you shit. later. See you. Bye.